The replacement players have shown up, some veterans are back in the league, and the trade deadline is now under a month away. Not to mention, All-Star Weekend. In this episode, I'm joined by two of my friends to discuss the recent happenings around the NBA. This is the Balance and Ballin' Podcast. What's good everyone, it's Jordan Becker, the now host of the Balance and Ballin' Podcast. Just wanted to hop in here before the interview formally started to introduce it and preface it. So uh, earlier today, I hopped on to interview two of my friends, Mark Chalita and Gabriel Javier, to get their thoughts on the recent happenings around the NBA. Now, the Zoom introduction, or the introduction on our Zoom recording, did not go as planned whatsoever. I mean, needless to say, Apple headphones and talking loudly are not a good combination at all. So uh, I've decided to remove that intro and replace it with this one. So the first segment on the podcast was recent NBA headlines, and the question, the first question I posed to them was, what are your thoughts on all these replacement players getting a shot in the NBA with half of the league out in COVID? So sit back, relax, and enjoy their response to this question and the rest of the podcast. Gabe, you go first. I mean, all right. Well, like one thing that comes to my mind with that is with the Miami Heat with uh, Kyle Guy. I mean, you know, he kind of dropped off, but then, like, he's finding his place in Miami. And I feel like Miami are, like, they find the hidden gems in people or, like, in, in draft. And, like, I feel like Kyle Guy will, like, succeed in Miami. But, I mean, a lot of people are coming back, like Lance Stevenson. Like, there are a lot of people returning again because of COVID, like Kyrie. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like even though a lot of people are returning, as Gabe said, it's like kind of a good, I guess, good experience for the the ones who don't get much playing time, not dealing with COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To your to your point, uh, Max Struess has really made an impact. I think he was brought in not at not necessarily as a replacement player, but he was with them toward the end of their. Uh, he's been on the another bench, but now finally getting an opportunity. He's really showed out, and his friendship with Jimmy Butler is really something else. If you guys have seen that, yeah. Uh, speaking of guys like Lance Stevenson, what uh, NBA returns have excited you the most? I know we had Lance, uh, Isaiah Thomas was back for a little bit, Joe Johnson as well. What do you guys think? You go first, Gabe. You want to go first? To be honest, I mean, I have. No clue. Like, there's like no surprise yet for me. I feel like it's just like, you know, it's like, it is what it is. Like, there's nothing that's surprising. Kyrie's back. I mean, like, yeah, but like, it's only away games. But like, mm-hmm. it's good to see like Lance Stevenson and like other people playing, but like, it's not like something special. Uh, yeah, I feel like uh, some of the, returns are more exciting than others like like even though Kyrie is like a return he's like only as Gabe said away uh I feel like that's better than him not returning uh and I also feel like like Lance Stevenson like his his return is like like I, I kind of expected it, but like I was, I was kind of like happy that he returned because it's like you want to get. It's like I guess it's good to see players return and not like retire when they don't have to. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Um, what, uh, what games stood out to to you guys recently? For me, it was uh, Clay's return, the Grizzlies beating the Warriors, and then the Lakers beating the Hawks. Yeah, for me, it was the Lakers beating the Hawks because, as you know, um, I love watching the Lakers. Um, and also, Clay's return, like, he he really did – he did solid for his return, I feel like. Like, he, mm-hmm. he, he put up some points. He put 17 points, was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he was solid. Uh, I watched that one, too. Yeah. So, like, those two oh. – yeah, for me, I watched when Clay got back. I mean, I watched the whole game. And another one was 
I think it was like yesterday thing. Uh, Warriors blowing out Chicago Bulls. Oh uh, yeah. Chicago Bulls like the two like Devson lost like Chicago against Brooklyn against Warriors. They lost by a lot. So mm-hmm. yeah, those are like the games that like you know stood out to me. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? I, we talk, kind of talked about this earlier, but what do you think about uh, Kyrie being a part-time player? Because, you know, he's playing on the road, not at home. Does he really um, put this way? Like, I mean, well, first off, what do you guys think? Does it help or hurt the Nets? I mean, I feel like it can – well, it, it does both because, one, he's not playing full-time, which is – kind of a minus for them that's I feel like but it's also a plus that they can at least get him back for some games mm-hmm. so I don't in the long run I feel like it might be it, it could be a plus because they have him fresh on the away games when like sometimes it's harder to win away games as they say than home games so I mean I feel like it's going to affect them a lot. They're with number they're third seed now in the Eastern Conference with 26 and 15. I mean, it's like we're, we're almost near the end of the season. Kyrie just is coming back, and, like, the chemistry will be always off with him on and off the court for away games. And he's injury now because of the uh, when they were playing against Portland. So, like, I would say it's a minus for them. Right. Uh, were you guys surprised that Chicago, Cleveland, and Memphis would be this good? I mean, the Bulls are at the top of the East. Cleveland, they used to be third. Now they're sixth in the East. And Memphis has jumped from fourth to third in the West. Uh, I don't think so. Grizzlies, I mean, they're just unappreciated. Cavs are just, you know, for me, surprised because, like, they're such a young team with oh, yeah. only Kevin Love being the veteran. But, like, and he said the team was the Bulls or Heat, right? Uh, the Bulls. They're first in the Yeah, East. Bulls. The Bulls, I mean, it's kind of surprising a little bit. But, like, at the same time, a fourth quarter, the Rosens just built different. But, like, Cleveland, I mean, it's just a young core, like, Grizzlies. But, like, they're both unappreciated. I agree. Mark? Yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't really too surprised about the Bulls being, like, one of the – I guess better teams right now, because if you just look up their like look at their lineup on paper, like you can see that they they do have the potential of being a solid team. And with the Cavs, I I feel like I didn't I didn't expect them to be a top, but like I didn't expect them to not do bad. So I guess it surprised me a little bit. Because of how because of how little veterans they have, like how little experience. But I feel like I don't know, like the team chemistry there is like, like better than other teams, which causes them to to become a better team. And the Grizzlies, they they surprise me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, with the Grizz, you have uh, John Morant being like pretty much a superstar at this point. Really, should be an all star. Uh, Desmond Bain is doing really well for them. Uh, Tyus Jones, I think he was, uh, he did pretty solid against Golden State. I mean, Chicago, you have Lonzo, Zach, and, uh, and uh, DeRozan, of course. Uh, Cleveland, you have, uh, well, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton was doing really good for them. Ricky Rubio, they were doing, he was doing really well before he got hurt. And now, uh, I think with the addition of Rajon Rondo, he's another veteran on that roster. Uh, I mean, like, you can expect Cleveland to potentially stay in the playoff hunt, really. Um, kind of uh, going on the other side of that, do you, did you think uh, teams like the Clippers, Blazers, and Hawks would be this bad? Because the Clips are eighth in the West, uh, the Blazers are 11th in the West, and the Hawks are 12th in the East. The Blazers and the Hawks uh... – surprisingly Clippers I mean they were up higher before but not because of what Paul George injury I mean that will affect them a lot more because they don't have Kawhi obviously but I feel like not to sleep on the Clippers still because they still can pull some strings including the Hawks and Blazers so 
Yeah, it's to hop on what Gabe said, like don't don't underestimate them even if they're not doing well now. It's because of one the Clippers injuries, but I feel like the Clippers they have potential, but without their experience, like that's why they're doing so bad. Because and um, the the Blazers, you said that was the other team. Uh, I feel like they they didn't surprise me that much about them not being an in quotes good team, but they're also a team that shouldn't be slapped on because they can like I guess take advantage pretty quick. But yeah. Yeah, and I think uh Damian Lillard might be out for the next what four to six weeks with an abdomen injury or surgery, whatever it was. So, I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how uh, guys like Anthony Simons, for example, carries uh, carries the load. I mean, McCollum's going to be back probably Monday, which is going to be a good sign for them. So hopefully they can get it going in, in that regard. The Clips, Clippers were, uh, I mean, it's going to be tough without uh, PG and Kawhi, but like they're, some of their supporting cast members can can pull it off. I mean, can't, can't they definitely can't be slept on, especially on the run that they had last year. And then... The Hawks, I mean, Trey Young's just carrying them. Clint Capella's been in and out of the lineup. John Collins apparently doesn't want to be there. So if they make any more moves, hopefully they can uh, get it going and get out of 12 and probably in the play-in tournament. But we shall see. Moving on to uh, Clay Thompson's return and the state of the Warriors. Gabe, you're a very uh, passionate Warriors fan and Steph Curry fan in general. Um, how excited were you for Clay's return? I mean... It was just Clay return. I mean, like, I don't know. It just it's kind of different, like vibe for basketball community. Like, it was just like the Warriors haven't been like the same without Clay. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're getting back into it, even though you know Clay's still rusty with it because he hasn't played like for two years. But I mean, the Warriors with Clay back that's really deadly now. But like, what like once Clay gets the rust off, I think they will be, like, a threat to deal with. Yeah, Mark, same question for you. How excited were you for Klesner Stern as a non-Warrior fan, but an NBA fan in general? Uh, surprisingly, I was actually, like, pretty excited for him, and I was, I was happy that he can finally play now. But I ran into some, like, videos that showed, like, players that, like, what teams they were on before his return. And I was like, I was thinking that that's like really crazy, like the change that happened from when he was out to now his return. And I feel like he, even though he might be a little rusty right now, I feel like he can catch on really quick and they could get pretty dangerous as a team. Yeah, definitely. A quick correction there, Gabe just informed me. He's not really a Warriors fan, but he is an NBA fan that appreciates greatness and something that a lot more NBA fans should do. No cap. Um, so what does Clay's return mean for the young Warriors who really showed out this year, like uh, Gary Payton II, Jordan Poole, and those guys? I mean, their time will get reduced, but, like, they're still going to make an impact. I mean, it's just that Jordan Poole and Gary Payton, like, you know, because they always, like, kind of switch off for the starting two. Now Clay's back in. So, like, I mean, their bench step will be uh, deeper now since, like, Gary Payne and Jordan Poole have, like, that starting off experience, like, so they know, like, what to do on the floor. I mean, like, I don't think it's going to be any big of a difference. I mean, Gary Payne still – I mean, from what I've seen, like, he's still showing up. And then Jonathan Kamingo had a great night last night. So, I mean, it's – their best step is really good. So, because I know they have a good floor spacing. But I don't – because Draymond's not on the floor. Because from Fantasy League, he's out. Like – I think there are losses right now. I mean, I feel like Draymond's a big, big, like, like impact to that team. I feel like uh, with those players, not maybe not as much getting, maybe not getting as much play time as before with Clay's return. I feel like they, they can learn from him and his experience, and he can make them better as like a player and as an overall person without them getting much playing time but I feel like 
that's if their bond if their bond like i guess connects well then it'll be like the team would be like better depth more dangerous uh like not to be slept on yeah so yeah i feel like he could he could make a really positive impact on the team with them yeah for sure golden state definitely not a team to be to be slept on very much uh capable of uh making a run to the finals this year like western conference finals maybe even an nba final return again but we shall see it does make the golden state depth as you said gabe a lot a lot better and the rotation itself i think once once steve kerr figures that out oof like good luck (laughs) Now, moving on from the Warriors to the Lakers. Uh, what do you think has worked for the Lakers who began, who began 2022 with a four-game win streak? <laughs> They're arguing about who wants to go first. Mark? Okay. Um, well, I feel like, at, well, at the beginning of the Lakers being with, being of how much power that they have, they, I feel like even with that much power as a team, if you don't have good chemistry between those players, like you, you can't even like win or make the playoffs possibly. But uh, right now, of course, AD, like he's, he'll get better, but it's okay. Um, if he joins them, then I feel like, I feel like them three, the Russ, uh, LeBron and AD are all good leaders, but they don't know how to follow. So, well, I I would say give them one to two seasons, maybe, then they can grow. But with with the winning streaks, I feel like they yeah they they could take advantage of the winning streaks and, but with with that like. I've also been noticing some losing streaks that they need to kind of fix up on. So, yeah, I would say, like, they're good for now, of course, because they're the Lakers, but, like, they just need some time. I mean, when AD joined, what, it took them, like, what, that year, the same year AD joined to win the championship, right? Yeah, yeah, like so, like they don't need time. It's just Russ. Is, I mean, in my opinion, I think it's Russ and probably AD just like being uh injury prone. Like, what what's his injury? Like, how how long is he out for? It was an MCL sprain. There you go. How long is he out for then? Like, uh, he was out for about uh four to six weeks, and this past yesterday was the four week mark. Yeah. Okay, so. I mean, still, like, AD's still not the same, like, watching him, like, it's just something soft about him. It's probably the bubble that ruined the Lakers a lot. Because, not, not saying, like, they winning the championship, because mm-hmm, yeah. as after that, then they had to go back to, like, it was like with Miami and, like, every uh, team in the bubble, like, they barely had any rest. So, like, with, like, Warriors not in the picture of the bubble, like, they had more time to rest than, like, Lakers or like the Bucks or you know the Ch- Miami. So I mean, at the same time, what Mark said about the leadership, I mean they really do need to show a lot more leadership in the floor because I feel like they just like once they like it's like one bad play by LeBron or Russ or AD, they'll probably complain or like stay in the backcourt while like everyone else is on defense. Like you can't do that. You're playing to win. You're getting mm-hmm. paid. <laughs> like. That's- you gotta win. You got like that's how you win championship. You gotta play with your heart out. Like Giannis, he runs back every time to block, play defense. So, yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, tagging on with what Gabe said about the the frustration, like they also, I feel like that's one thing they need to fix too. Because I've seen like videos in the locker rooms of like them, if anything, being upset with each other. So I feel like they need to fix that in order. I don't know, like like what but it's not too often which is good but mm. I feel like if they clear up their frustration as a team then like during the losing streaks at least then they'll be fine yeah I mean look at what um Doc Rivers did with the what was it 2007-8 uh, Boston Celtics like they put their egos aside eventually and 
came out as champions. So I think uh, LA really has to figure that out. Russ definitely has to start playing better. And uh, as a matter of fact, his body language and, and uh, all that has his, his attitude as a whole really has to improve. I thought uh, I heard some people mention that like he should be uh, resting games to try and get his mojo back. Do you guys think that's a good try? One quick sec. Go ahead. Wait, repeating? Okay, yeah. Um, so I heard some people on Twitter mention that uh, the Lakers should rest Russell Westbrook. Um, do you think that's a good strategy or no? Uh, I feel like, well, it could be a little bit of both because it could be good because he can kind of observe the team like from the bench. But with it being a bad thing, I feel like he can, I feel like he'll get mad because he's not playing and he wants to play. Cause he like, he always wants the ball and he wants to do this and that. So I feel like if he stays on the bench, maybe for like, if they bench him for like a couple of games, like not back to back, it would be better than, or like, I don't know, like just having him observe kind of like, instead of him actually playing like his assignments to observe and like use his leadership and then maybe he'll fix his like attitude or body language to the team. So then they can, it could be a better impact for them. For me, what, benching Russ? Yeah. I just say trade him away, not bench. <laughs> I'm like, that's my land. Like, I don't think there's a fix to Russ. Like, like with all that like crypto, I don't know how you can like, well, I'm going to buy you, like, what? Do I need, like, buy VC to fix his jump shot? Like, I need, like, we need to fix him. Like, what? Do we need to give him a therapist? Like, he just needs to be fixed. That's all I'm saying. Or if he needs to be fixed, like, you know, like, the way he plays or, like, when you say how he plays, like, you know, he comes to me, turnovers, makes some poor decisions at oh, yeah. times. But I feel like there's no fixing him. Like, we... Like, you know, when you need him the most, like, he's not there. So I feel like you should trade him away for more assets so, like, you can get good, a good point guard that can give you uh points. Because I, I know Lakers are, like, starting with points sometimes. So, like, they need a score. So, yeah. Ooh, Mark just posed a really good question in the chat. Who would be a good uh, replacement to Russ if we decided to, if the Lakers decided to trade him? I just want to say, like, you know, it was free agency, right? It was him and, what, CP3 Lakers were looking at? Mm -hmm. Yep. And, like, you know, we look at, we saw the bubble, and, like, it was, like, Lakers versus Houston. Mm -hmm. Like, they weren't mm -hmm. even playing defense on Russ. And, like, that's the guy they signed. Like, yes. it doesn't make sense. Like, I, I, don't even, I don't even care. Give me like Darius Garland or I don't care. Like, like he's good though. Like, just give me a young point guard or something, or give me like a good, like, good young valuable assets. Yeah, Mark, what do you think? Um, well, I I feel like now they should have gone with maybe CP3, but also. They do need some, well, they do, they have some good young talent, but I feel like that's what they need to use for, for that, like for whoever would be in Russ's spot to learn, I guess, from AD and LeBron by potentially being started right next to them. So I feel like I, I, there's no like certain, I guess maybe like maybe what Gabe said like Garland or Darius Garland or someone of that to like replace Russ maybe but I don't know right now I feel like it would be better for not a superstar but like but like not like a rookie like kind of like in the middle but someone who's on the younger side to replace him. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Lakers would uh, 
trade Russ, but they can at the very least make some moves and decisions to hopefully help them get uh, better acclimated because we're at the midway point of the season. Like if you don't turn stuff around after the midway point of the season and you're, you're playing horrible and that's affecting the team, you're kind of cooked. I mean, let, let's, let's, let's not mince words here. I mean, like they got to figure it out fast. Um, but moving on more about the Lakers, their four game win streak was against lottery teams. So how far does that make them from the other contenders? Cause at the moment, I believe they're, uh, seventh in the West, they were sixth and had the potential to go to fifth. So, I mean, what's up with that? Let's go with Gabe. Okay, so like what the like what their position is right now? Yeah, how far are they? How far away are they from teams like the Suns, the Warriors, and the Grizzlies? I mean, Lakers shouldn't be like you know because what last year they were like playing tournament, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, like you shouldn't treat them as some, if they're a, like a playing tournament, like if the season ended right now because they're in a playing tournament, you shouldn't treat them as a play in you should be treating them as if they're like you know the like a top five seed or something like that yeah, I know what you're saying yeah but at the same time they're really struggling with scoring like it's just that I think they sometimes on the floor you kind of see it from like players like they don't hustle back or like they don't really kind of care anymore like they just give up at the end I mean it's a lot of thing like a lot of like what is it called, like, uh, variables and, like, for them to actually make it to playoffs, or not playoffs, make it to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if, the, yeah, if, if they basically put more effort, like, the players put more effort in, like, their work rates, then they could definitely align with, per se, the Golden State or the Grizzlies or maybe like the Jazz too around that place. But I feel like if they're like as I say, if you don't put in the work, then you don't get the result that you want. So I feel like they aren't putting in as much as they want to get out, which causes them to be currently in the seventh seed. But I feel like if they wake up if they realize that oh we have to put in as much as we want to take out then they could definitely make like a top five top four seed yeah definitely um uh do you think lebron playing center can continue for the rest of the season got some uh, split opinions here let's hear from mark first i mean i feel like for now yes because he's like he's LeBron, like he can play basically anywhere. Um, but I feel like if you put him too much as a center, then he might not like produce as well as right when he starts to play center. So I feel like you can play him center, but you need to also play him around the court so then he can kind of observe like with him not being a center, observe what to do when he's a center and be successful with it. So overall, I think you can play him center. I mean, for now, probably, but I don't think I can keep up. I mean, not like the Warriors, like where they play Draymond at the five and like they run small ball. When the Lakers do it, like, I mean, yes, the defensive and the, and the scoring, but like, I don't think like, they don't got that much good option for scoring and like defense will be under side. Like LeBron and like Russ will be like the only one, like, you know, carrying the defensive end. And like Avery Bradley, you know, I mean, he's a good defender, but like scoring wise, you need someone that's like, you probably need a 3 and D player, like, you know, someone that's a, a offensive scorer and can play defense to, if you want, if they want to keep running that LeBron Slayer lineup, then they need to make trades for that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, um, I think Frank Vogel mentioned that he wants to use LeBron and AD as the primary fives moving forward. Uh, I don't know how sustainable that can be, 
But you got to remember when LeBron at least at the very least starts at center, I think they're what five and zero and putting up 127 points a night. So I mean, there's the good in that. But I do get what Mark is saying about maybe playing him at at the four, at the three, where he's more comfortable, and putting in say Dwight or AD once he gets back. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of uh, interesting options for uh, the Lakers' new five man. But that small ball lineup has uh, has had its ups and downs, you can say. Uh, which Laker has stood out to you guys so far? For me, it's uh, most definitely Malik Monk. Yeah, I would. I was about to say that too. He's been he's been absolutely phenomenal for them. Uh, I feel like I feel like he should. They should maybe they should give him more playing time with. Yeah. Uh, Mark, I think you cut out there for a little bit. You kind of froze. You said playing time with LeBron or what? Yeah, no, just I guess playing time in general. Okay. Like more with the team to connect him with the other players on the team that get their usual playing time. So that way when he gets more experience, he can do what he does now and maybe even like be better for them. So yeah, I feel like they, I feel like he needs to be put in more to get a better like feel of each other player's playing styles. Yeah, I would also agree with Mark. Another one would be uh, Austin Reeves. I mean, like he's I mean he's young, but like you know he can actually score. Oh yeah. But at the same time, I feel like like good fan or like yeah, I feel like they might overhype him like Tailhorn Tucker. And I mean, like to be honest, I think whoever it is, whoever hyped up Kuzma, like anyone, that any of the young Laker people, once they get traded, they're better than they seem to be because it's just whoever hyped them up is just they're they're dumb. That's like I don't know why you would hype them up. Like you would like they 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 think like what Kuzma would done this, but they he didn't perform that well. But now he's a Washington, he's actually better than he was in the Lakers. I feel like. That's the same with Taylor Horn Tucker. There, it, it was a high expectation. Now he's like, there's bare minimum of him. And I feel like Austin Reeves will also be too much hyped up that he might get traded away because the Lakers fans don't like it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it it's this weird, like, curse, if you can put it that way, where it's like every time I, a Laker that, that – Every time someone starts out with the Lakers and eventually moves on, they play a lot better than when they were in L.A. I don't know how the hell it happens. It happens repeatedly. D'Angelo Russell, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Caruso, um, Kuzma, KCP to an extent. But, yeah, I mean, that'll be uh, – it's, it's, it's a strange phenomenon that happens here in L.A. Uh, and finally, for the Lakers, what trades do you think they should make? Uh, some guys and in rumors include uh, Jeremy Grant and Miles Turner as the prominent ones, with, of course, Taylor Horton Tucker being the one getting shipped out. Those are some good trades, uh, Jeremy Grant and Miles Turner. I mean, he can – I know he, he shoot like, he can shoot threes. Like, he times I don't know how many per game, but, like, I know he can make it to, like, spread the floor. German Grant, you can get a score. And, like, I mean, you tell him what took, I mean, I think he should just get traded away to, like, uh, Washington, I guess, or, you know, like, some random team. But then, like, when he gets there, like, he'll be, like, the all-star of the team because, you know, Lakers fan overhyped him. So, I mean, any trade would be good for to get Miles Turner or uh, Jeremiah Grant. I mean, you should also try to get a point guard instead of Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I I agree with like I agree with them with those being pretty good trades too. But I don't know, I feel like uh DeJounte Murray or I said that. Sorry, I, I didn't smooth brain that right. No 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 that's that's him, yeah, DeJounte. <laughs> his um his he has the he has like a really high deflection rate per game where it says four point two when the number two spot has a 3.9. So I feel like with him having that many deflections leading to him, like working, I guess, having a high work rate other than 
other people would be a good trade maybe to replace to re maybe replace Russ, but maybe to even like share like time with him. Mm, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think uh DeJounte Murray, I never really thought of him in trade rooms. There's always been the Lakers their biggest need at the moment, I think, is either a, a wing or a young big man. And Turner or Grant fit fit both of those options. I think uh again as early trade Russ because his play recently, he's he's you can tell he's lost a step. And also his uh uh his massive contract i don't think anyone wants that no one's willing to shell out five for one in uh in that sort of deal you know what i mean so uh yeah gonna be very interesting to see what the lakers do and speaking of trades let's move on to our next segment trades and trade rumors so the nuggets uh had traded bull bull to the pistons before it was voided because bull failed his physical will he ever get out of denver uh probably at some point I mean, I don't know where, but like, I feel like, like, wait, to Detroit, right? He was supposed to be traded there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he would gone a lot more minutes, and he would have been like a star, but like, he'd be playing for you know a doo doo team, but you know, it is what it is. But I mean, playing in a bad team though, you get more minutes, and you're the star, but still, I mean, he wasn't that bad in Denver, I think, or I I haven't seen him play that many games, but still. Well, I haven't watched that many Denver games, so I can't say on that. But at some point, he's going to get traded, too. Like, he'll probably get to the Cavs at some point. Like, they might do a big man lineup with him, like 2K. We'll, we'll see what happens with it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to agree with Gabe. I feel like he's going to get traded, but I'm not sure where and when. But he... He, I wouldn't be surprised if he does because I haven't, even though I haven't seen him that much or watched him play, like I feel like, uh, what team would want him? Maybe, I don't know. I feel like, because I, I don't, I feel like he's the type of person to not fit on most teams. So the teams that he would fit on would, should take advantage of him. Yeah, undoubtedly. He would have been a great, great asset for – a great player for uh, Detroit because he – I think bottom line, he needs to get to a young rebuilding team where he can thrive. That's the big thing. I don't know if he's really ready for a contender as of yet. That That's not going to be the case a few years from now, but um, he really needs to get somewhere, he, get somewhere where he can show his true potential. And hopefully that comes at the deadline or the offseason or whatever. Yeah. Um. Uh, you think uh, Philly will ever trade Ben Simmons? Because that's been going on since uh, a long for a long time now. I guess I'll go first on this one, but um, I do feel like the I I feel like they should trade him because. He's not really doing much for them, as it's kind of obvious, I guess. <laughs> but um, if anything, uh, I don't know, because I, I feel like if they do trade him, then they and he thrives on a different team, and they think that he fits again for their team, that they might miss out on him kind of yeah, what you're saying yeah yeah but yeah um like currently in their situation i feel like he yeah he should get traded out or he should go to a different team yeah uh gabe same question for you should philly trade ben simmons <laughs> or like, like, actually, no, yeah. will, will they will they will they i mean I, they should, but I don't. If the only thing is Ben Simmons, <laughs> yeah, no one wants him. <laughs> like, 
I don't know, like, they'll be able to trade him, but, like, <laughs> I want him gone. Like, even if I was a Phillies fan, I would want him gone. Like, I do not want to see him. Like, I would ship him overseas. Give me Jeremy Lin for all I care. Like, give me someone from, like, give me Jay Cole. I don't even care. That, he'll be my point guard. Like, get, you know, I don't even care. Give me a Russ, bro. I don't even care at this point. Just, I don't want him to see that man at all. I mean, unless, like, he's, like, developing a shooting form right now, which I'm, like, surprised. Well, then maybe he'll be a worthy trade asset if he, like, he can actually shoot. But, no, he has, like, a, what, can't shoot for his life type thing. So, yeah, I don't think he's getting traded ever. Well, because people don't want him. Yeah, Mark? Only the Beijing Sharks. <laughs> Shanghai Sharks? Yeah. Shanghai Sharks, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, uh... What should the uh, Trailblazers do now? Because they're now that they're struggling and they fired uh, their former GM Neil Oshley. Or Oshley. Uh, they should blow up the organization and just redo this whole thing because they cannot <laughs> do anything for their life. I'm sorry, Damian Lillard fell off. Like no one really talking about him anymore. I mean, like who talks about them? Like let's be honest. Like let's keep a hundred. No one really talks about them. Yeah. The only thing we talk about now is them being a bust. Mm-hmm. So I just say uh, let's move Portland away, and let's move them to the Seattle uh, Sonics, you know, and let's just never talk about how bad they were this year because they really need to like trade everyone away, keep the young player, be like OKC, and yeah, that's it. Just like rebuild again because they're never making it to play uh, finals. That was brutal, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can. I don't have any more words to say. Like I feel like one Dame should probably get out there and join a different team if he wants. Fast. Yeah, really fast to save his career, or else he's gonna go in the dumps. But I feel like them maybe changing a city, like changing their city to one who who doesn't have a team, would be a good a good movement I guess or maybe to just like I don't know maybe to be I don't know how to say this but like to kind of scrap their whole team and then Mm. start from scratch and try to build a meta team from there Mm -hmm. yeah just rebuild yeah Yeah. Uh, I mean Bleacher Report predicted predicts that uh, Yusuf Nurkic and Robert Covington are going to be uh, traded at the deadline, so we'll have to see. Maybe it's not a move that involves McCollum or Dame, but again, just trying to build around them. And let's see. We've seen how we've we've honestly seen how that's gone before, and it hasn't worked. Like, what makes what makes them think it'll work this time? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do agree with you guys. Blow it up, start from scratch, see what happens. And uh, finally, for yeah, go ahead. Like those four players that you just mentioned on the Blazers, they should, if they want to save their careers, they need to get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And finally, for this segment, who do you think Indiana, Indiana trades first, Miles Turner or DeMontis Sabonis? Miles. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sabonis was really popping off. Uh, this year and I think the year before, but I mean, if they're not happy in Indy, just like move them for guys who will who will, who will gel better or something. Yeah, another team that's in purgatory that's uh, really don't know if they're on the way up or on the way down. And finally, let's move on to the NBA All Stars. So uh, for starters, which players deserve to be first time All Stars? Because I know uh, that list includes, I believe. Shay, Jaw, uh, among others, I want to say, yeah. I mean, it's really hard because, like, it's really powerful. Like, it's a powerful, like, you've already got, like, content super, not content, you know, like, well, no, like, Curry, Jokic, Kobe, I mean, Kobe, he's not playing, but, like, LeBron, you know, PG, I know he's getting, like, a lot more votes. Luca, I mean, yeah, they could be like I can see Jaw Shea, yes, but maybe when he moves to a different team, he'll probably get more votes. Mello, Darius Garland, they probably they should, but like it is a lot more because I mean 
Zell also. I mean, the Bulls, like Levine and DeMar, they'll probably take take a, a lot more because it's really hard to see who would be it because there's a lot of talent there, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I will. I wouldn't be surprised if Jaw gets picked as an All Star, but uh, I feel like Shea. I could. I could see Shea get uh, uh, an picked as an All Star, but I don't know if he would necessarily get the same time that he might want. Mm-hmm. But uh. I, I, those are kind of like, a, a, I could see both, but, but as, yeah, as Gabe said, there's like a lot of, there's a lot of talent. So some players that personally, I, I feel should be in the all-star game, they might not get picked because per se, like one team is looking for uh, a big man, but like they both pick their, like guards and stuff, and there there could be some really powerful guards still left. So I don't know this this all star like selection, as you would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could really go anywhere. For sure. Uh, speaking of all star selections, uh, have you guys voted for all stars this year? If so, who'd you pick? Yeah. Yeah, you want to start us off? Oh yeah, let's start off with my East. I mean, I did like when it came out. So, I my East, uh, Trey, Demar, KD, uh, Tatum, and I think Giannis. Yeah, that's my. And then for the West, I mean, it's kind of obvious. Uh, LeBron, PG, Jokic. Who is it? Uh, I forgot who my two. I think I put Luca and I put Curry. Wouldn't expect anything else, <laughs> Mark. Same. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have the time to vote, but I have thought of some people who, who can be, mm-hmm. in who should be in the All Star game. Um, should I start on the West or the East? Up to you. Let's start with uh go go with the West since Gabe started with the East. Okay. Uh on the West, Jaw, I have Jaw making it. I have Donovan Mitchell. I have uh LeBron, Jokic. Uh Paul George is out, so I'm not sure. Is that and, and of course Steph Curry. Like you can't not pick him. So my starters would be Steph, LeBron. This is no like no order. So like they could the positions can like be switched. But uh, Steph, LeBron, Jokic. Um, I I I don't know why I want to say Cat and um, Damian Lillard. Yeah, so that's for my West. And for my East, uh, the starters at least, KD, Giannis, DeMar, uh, hmm, probably Jared Allen, which is which might be a surprise, but <laughs> uh, and Ray Young, probably Trey Young, or Fred VanVleet. Okay. Uh, Gabe, you said you... Uh... Yeah, I didn't put Luke. I'm, I put D-Book. And Mark, mm. you're so dumb. You didn't say Giannis. Oh, God. Huh? I did. Did he? Yeah. As a, as no. A no, you said, you, you said Trey Young, Jarrett Jared Allen... Uh, who who's who's the last one? I forgot. KD, Giannis, Demar. I don't think he said K- Giannis. And, I don't think he said Giannis. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. All right, let's uh let's wrap this one up with mine then, or not not totally wrap it up, but uh mine. I'll start with the West. I have Luca, Ja, LeBron, 
Ingram, and Jokic. For the East, I have Trey, DeRozan, KD, Giannis, and Embiid. So yeah, we're all pretty similar uh, with uh, with our votes so far. And of course, there's going to be many more opportunities to uh, to do so. And the last one, <clears throat> the last one we'll end on for today. Who should be the All Star captains? Uh, Curry and KD. Ooh, okay. If I, I I can if I had Curry, KD. Jokic and Giannis. Those are like the four. Yeah, I was because I'm thinking of like MVP race. Like that's like they're all performing well, and like I I would love to see Curry and KD go at it. But at the same time, I want to see them play against with each other. But at the same time, Curry if Curry and Giannis were like team captains, I mean, hey, that'll be fun to watch them against each other. Maybe I want it's gonna be kind of you know exciting to see who gets what, you know. But I feel like, yeah, those four will probably be it. I don't think LeBron might be captain, but at the same time, he, like, like you know, get a lot of bias, well, he might get it. So, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, for my captains, uh, I'm uh, – this, this kind of hurts me to not pick LeBron, but I, I have to hop with Steph Curry as a captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I'm a Laker fan, and hey. I don't know that that yeah. was heartbreaking for me, but and then on the East, I would say uh, Giannis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's a toss up. It's I mean, you all have really good combinations. For me, it'd be one of these three pairings. It'd be LeBron and Curry, Curry and KD, or uh, LeBron and Giannis. And say because I know that that happened probably what last year or the year prior, but yeah, those would be my um, uh, predictions for 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 captain. All right, fellas, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Boundless and Ballin podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and uh, I'm gonna adopt this from uh, Gabe's podcast. I mean, the floor is yours to shout out whoever and whatever you want. Um, let's see. Follow uh, Jordan Substack. Uh, yeah, I think so. that's how you say it. Uh, the newsletter. I think that's what it is. Uh, yes, sir. Follow uh, the Kinder Project, even though it's kind of like dead. Like I don't know when they're posting, but you know. We're uh, when? We're starting to record soon. There we go. That's what. Let's go. Because they ended on Halloween, and follow, follow my podcast. Uh, and uh, yeah, just follow everyone. I like shout out jordan's uh jordan's newspaper blog because that that's some superior stuff i gotta say thank you uh, and his podcast and i also want to shout out the daily life podcast to go go watch there too and yeah. i don't know I'm, i guess Lucas's podcast. Mm, yeah, that's coming up soon. Yeah, soon. Yeah. All right. Yeah, fellas. All y'all. All their links will be in the descriptions, like Instagrams, podcasts, and whatnot. And uh, that'll do it on for this episode. I'm Jordan Blackley. Now, and stay safe, stay healthy. Peace.